Thank you, Timothy, Tim, and um, in case you didn't know, Dad about to be very shortly, so let's be praying. Be praying for, praying for Melissa. Exciting times. Um, evening all. Lovely to see you. The faces that I, many faces that I recognize, the one to see that I don't, and if yours is one of those, welcome, welcome, glad that you're here, and I hope you're glad that you're here. I was, I have actually just been reflecting uh, God is so, so clever. I love that we get to do this. I, you know, I hope you're already having a good night. I hope you're pleased you made a decision to come and everything. But we, we get to do this. We're far more than the sum of the parts, the individual parts. God's beautiful design to bring family together. I just sense him, as we're worshipping earlier, wanting to say he sees you. He does see you. Maybe somebody who feels less seen. Uh, he loves you. He loves us so much. Um, thank you for those who gave testimony. Thank you, Alice. Precious testimony. God's love. It's, and, uh, and sometimes that love comes through one another, actually. God's love is often expressed through each other. So I want to just reinforce, if I may, that message about allow yourself to be known. If you're connecting with us only fairly recently, this isn't just about coming into a building, going away again, or just you and God. It's actually about us together. None of us are sorted. I mean, look at us, you know, motley old bunch of people, really. But actually, we're super special. God says we're really special. In fact, he says that you're my favorite to all of us, if that makes sense. Um, and I was thinking, for the, for the ones who like this kind of thing, that's even appropriate on a day like today. Today is the evening of All Saints' Day, uh, All Hallows' Day, Hallows' Evening, Halloween. That's the kind of the etymology of the whole thing, which is basically a celebration of God's people. Saints are just people who God has said, come on, follow me. And, and they've gone, okay, they're not special. Uh, everybody's a saint. If you start, if started a life with Jesus, a relationship with Jesus, you're a saint. That's just good New Testament theology. It means somebody who's been called to be different, to march to the beat of a different drum, the drum of Jesus. So it's just lovely to be able to celebrate just being together. I'm loving being here and um, being, being real with each other, worshiping in the way that we do. And just feel I've got a, a fairly simple but uh, rather intentional message that God's given me. And it starts with a little bit of a story. Uh, two, two mornings ago, Hills and I, my wife and I, Start our mornings every morning with a psalm. I think you may have said that before. It's just as part of the way that we kind of want to wake up with God on our mind and go into our day um, with God thoughts rather than just me thoughts or being grumpy or whatever. And uh, so the, the verse, the psalm was 118 or parts of it. The verse was uh, verse 14 where it says, God is my strength and my song. The Lord is my strength and my song. He's given me victory. That was the, the verse that popped up two days ago as I was thinking about this message too. And I'm so grateful for it. That's a very, very precious verse to me for two reasons. Firstly, my, um, my, it was a special verse to my father who died five years ago. And he, was very, he had a great life, but he was very ill towards the end of his life. Had five years uh, undergoing all kinds of horrible treatments and that sort of thing. And uh, he had taught me that verse. And it was special. And he shared with me that over the course of those five years, it was one of his real go-to verses. One of his real go-to uh, truths that he spoke over himself when he was undergoing horrible treatment, and especially as a claustrophobe going into that whole body scanner and all of those things. And it could have been really scary and he could have lost his peace, but he, he would say over and over again, now the Lord is my strength and the Lord is my song and he has given me victory. And it would bring him to, consistently to a place of peace and an, and an ability to cope with all that was going on in his body. And a great testimony to those around him. He would even launch into songs sometimes, literally, you know, some of those old school songs that he'd sing. And so it's become a precious verse to me. And just uh, a few days ago, still very much uh, head and heart still full of Macedonia. It won't surprise you to know. And Elliot didn't get to share in this forum, but Elliot here's got great stories too. And um, 
and Hudson behind the screen there. So we'd love to just share more about that. But I, there's a few days ago when uh, we're having a great week. I, I thought it was absolutely fantastic. I personally was really enjoying it. I was very pleased. Uh, fulfilled lots of the things, the objectives that I'd gone out with and prayer sort of thoughts with God. But I, I woke up one, one morning feeling really low, as you sometimes do, don't you? Just for no apparent reason, things were going great, but just woke up feeling really, really low. Um, felt concerned about stuff. I'd lost my peace. I was wondering how the day was going to go. I was wondering if, if we're doing an okay job with the, you know, the, the young lads and everything. And, um, and I just had enough about me in that moment to call to mind this declaration. I didn't feel like making it, but I made it anyway. No, the Lord is my strength. I feel weak in this moment. I feel flat. So I don't know why. The Lord is my strength. You, Lord, you are my strength. I'm going to stand on that truth. You are my song. And I began to move into song. And, and you've given me victory over whatever it is that's coming against me in this moment. I just, I don't, I don't own this. And I'm going to, and actually that day proved for me personally to be the best day that I personally had. Lots of great things going on all over the place. But uh, we had a youth gathering and we helped them to understand how you listen to God in prayer. And two of them afterwards said it was the most, it was a day that they will remember forever because they encountered God in a way that they hadn't done before. Uh, I had the privilege of, of um, being taken off to a Roma um, uh, village and sort of extremely poor. Macedonia is a very poor place. To a little village and a, a bunch of people are gathered, just a, a dozen or so, very fragile, very kind of, oh, what are we doing here? And fledgling faith and all of that. And there was a visitor, a bloke who was visiting the village that day, and he was really hungry and interested. And we got to interact and to share together and share the word of God. And he was another of those who was just almost desperate. This was his moment to come into the beginnings of a relationship with Jesus. And uh, he then invited. The, the local team, why don't you come to our village? And we, we, we pray that that will happen, another unreached village. So uh, by the end of the day, just um, extraordinary, that, but that's how the day has started. Examples of what I want to call a, an aspect of prayer, friends, that uh, I believe we uh, practice almost without knowing it a lot of the time, but I just want, I believe that God is just wanting us to be a bit intentional, a, bit, a little bit focused on, on this. And by the way, for those who are catching up, just to say again, it's already been said, we are having a bit of a prayer focus this term. I hope you've clocked that. And uh, please, some of you are going, oh, no, don't, not again. Don't wave the book again, Tim. Well, I'm, un unapologetically, I'm going to wave it again. I don't know what you make about prayer. None of us feel experts in prayer. All of us feel, you know, oh, gosh, not sure about that. We're paddling in the shallows. We want to go a bit deeper, don't we? And so the disciples did. They said, Lord, teach us to pray. And, and here's a book which is entitled How to Pray. It's a book that we're reading uh, together, I hope, as a, as a church family together. And in these couple of weeks, uh, we're, we're having a bit of a pause on, on tracking with the book in order to help people catch up. So if you haven't started, please, it's not too late. I believe that everybody in the room wants to know how to pray. I don't even care whether you're not a Christian yet, would you, whether you wouldn't describe yourself as a Christian. I believe you want to know how to pray. I think everybody prays when the chips are down. There's no atheist on a plane that's going to, about to crash, I can tell you that. Everybody wants to know how to pray. So it's a, it's a wonderful book, and, and we're focusing on that because prayer is powerful because God's powerful, and, and prayer is how we access or you know, are in touch with God. But uh, this, this thing about declaring God's truth is just what I want us to think about a little bit. Making declarations. A declaration is simply uh, saying something with conviction and clarity, really. The Hebrew word is amar. It just means to say, to speak, to utter with some emphasis, some conviction about it. That's what, a, that's what to declare is. And I don't know, friends, how you uh, kind of assess the moment that we're in right now. I, I don't want to assume 
uh, or generalize in, in a wrong kind of way. But my sense would be, as we look at the sort of culture around us, and certainly locally in the whole COVID spike thing that's happened here, we, we nearly stayed in Macedonia because it wasn't spiking there. It would be easier to stay and the, the weather's nicer. But um, we've come back into this scenario where there's lots of ill, I've never known as many people ill as there are now, and I don't mean with COVID, just colds and stuff, a lot in my household as well family and, and, and probably in yours too. And there's a general sense of, hmm, is it a bit negative? Is it, you know, what's going on in the world right now? The clocks have changed. Did you enjoy your extra hours sleep? Um, it, probably not. Uh, and it's now, it's dark and it's wet and, you know, it's perhaps be my least favorite month of the year, except I'm now declaring the opposite, by the way. I felt God say, no, Tim, don't say that. Say the opposite. So I'm declaring that November is going to be my best November ever. You can pray for me in that one. But the culture around us is, is in that kind of vibe, I think, economically maybe, environmentally, all that sort of thing. Friends, I'm not diminishing for a second anybody's pain, anybody's suffering, anybody's poorly, how you're feeling, the circumstances of your life or who you're supporting right now. However, if you count yourself as a member of the family of God in any sense, i.e. you're part of the church, the church, the local church is the hope of the world. The way God has set it up is that we're the hope of the world. There is no other. And he communicates his love, his grace, his forgiveness, his rescue, his hope, his life, his purposes through his people. So if we're not confident about those kinds of things to some extent, if we're not standing against the, the tide of kind of, oh, it's all difficult and, and, and negative and I'm, I'm, in, I'm in danger of kind of sinking with everybody else. Friends, we need to take strength. And we can't just muster that up. We can't just find it within ourselves. And God tonight, Father God tonight, sees you, loves you, knows you, and wants to put strength in you and in me. He wants to put courage in you and in me. He wants to communicate more of who he is to us in order that we'll be those who, who can stand. And we can be a light in a dark place. Today of all days, light in dark places. You know, blessings, Lord, on the, the meeting in, in Trinity House, by the way, right now. Just be praying for, for, for light to shine into young hearts over there. But in our community too, we're, we're the light, right? We're the, Jesus said, I'm the light of the world, he said. And then he said later, if you've, if you've received me, accepted me, received my forgiveness, you're saved, you're the light of the world. You're now my representatives. You carry my presence, my light. So if we're not shining, if we're not confident about that, if we're hiding, if we're on the back foot, defensive. See, friends, the, the world at its worst, and I'm not saying the world is at its worst necessarily, but it's not doing great needs the church at its best. And part of the church at its best is not we're all wearing cheesy grins and pretending that life's fine. I'm not saying that at all. Authenticity really matters. But we've got something to speak into that. Well, what is that? Our opinions, our thoughts, our feelings, well, they're all valid, but they're not what we're talking about. We're talking about declarations of truth, of God's truth, declaring things that are true about the nature of God, about who he is, about what he said, about what he's promised, about what he's done, about who he says we are. And the reason I say that we're familiar with this is that we sing loads and loads of them all the time. You probably even say them quite a bit of the time, and it may well be that I, I, I'm um, saying things you know already. But I just want, I think God is putting a bit of a spotlight on this. So countless things that have been on the screens that we've already uttered are, are, are convictions, they're, they're declarations, aren't they? Your love is stronger than shame will be an example that leapt out of one of the songs to me. God's love is stronger than shame. Think about it. What an unbelievable thing to say. So powerful. 
have that sense of shame, guilt, not feeling worthy about ourselves. God's love is stronger than that. And we don't invent that. We stand on that. We say, yes, God. The Lord reigns. We sang that over and over. The Lord reigns. Talking of authenticity, we, we might be but, but Tim, I, I don't feel that. I don't feel his love. I don't feel that his love is stronger than shame. I don't feel that the Lord's in control. Why, why hasn't he taken this away or that away? Why hasn't he removed COVID like, like Tim was saying a moment ago? Well, friends, feelings really matter, but they're an unreliable guide to life. Is something true whether or not we feel it? It is, isn't it? So the test of, uh, of, of being intentional and, and making these declarations is not whether I feel that they're true. I'll only say it if, it if it feels true, because to say it and not feel it makes me feel inauthentic. I'm really sorry, no. Authenticity is important, but that's a false authenticity. No, it's a faith statement, whatever we may or may not feel. And we stand on these things. Declarations then really, really matter. And, and the Bible is absolutely full of them. The Lord is my strength and my song. It's one of them. I can do all things through Christ who gives, who gives me strength. He who is, I said this over myself the other day too, he who is in me is greater than he who's in the world, as in the enemy. If the enemy's trying to rob me of my peace in this moment, I remind myself, I declare over myself, no, the one who's in me, the Holy Spirit, is far greater. So in him I have the resources. declarations they play such a, a healthy part in this and, and they need to be spoken aloud by the way Romans 10 10 says this if you declare with your mouths that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him you'll be saved and the next verse goes it will uh, it's with your mouth that you profess your faith so what I'm talking about is actually speaking out these kinds of things Allowed, whether by yourself in the privacy of your own bedroom or walking on the streets or whatever. There's something about speaking aloud that, that externalizes, that, that, that puts them out there. I'll say something about that again in a minute, which I believe is, is right theologically. So speaking out declarations. It's not really part of my heritage, if I'm really honest. I grew up in a, uh, an environment where this wasn't really part of the way that prayer went. And I'm sad that it wasn't, but most of you are younger than me, so start now if you haven't already. Allow for declarations, being intentional about speaking God's word uh, and things that the Holy Spirit inspires in you to, uh, over yourself. There is um, a sort of spectrum. There is an extreme up here, and I just want to, if anybody's just a bit nervous about this, which says uh, it's kind of wacky, unchristian, new agey kind of thing, which goes, well, if I just say a thing, any old thing that I want, if I say it enough, it might happen. Some people call it name it and claim it. Some people call it the law of attraction, as if by saying it, you sort of attract the reality of it to happen, that, that sort of thing. I'm not talking about that. That's quite dangerous kind of demonic nonsense. And generally speaking, it's entirely self-interested. But because of that stuff, actually what happens over here quite a bit is, um, and this is my own heritage, prayer is only ever about asking. It's only ever about going, please God, please God, will you? If it's your will, will you? Now, as I, I stood here a couple of weeks ago and said, asking's massive. Of course it is. Most of the Lord's prayer is about asking. Prayer, asking is the heart of prayer, right? We're asking God for stuff. No problem with that. But it's not the only form of prayer. And what I'm talking about is these declarations. And they're really important. And they do stuff for us. They do stuff for us. So David, for example, um, in the Bible, King David. Before he was the king, he's chased by Saul. You might remember that story. And he's having a really tough time because he gets chased and he, he, has, he, he has to hide and he, has, he, goes, he gathers a bunch of guys around him and they support him and they're really for him. And then they disown him and then the village gets burned down. Eventually he ends up in a cave by himself. He's got to his lowest point. 
despite all the promises over his life, he's got to this really low point. And you know the verse in 1 Samuel 30, verse 6, it says this, at that point. Does anybody know this verse? David did what? Testing you. David strengthened himself in the Lord. Beautiful verse, remember that. In the lowest place of all, in that place, you know, we've all been there. Alice was describing it, well, a form of it. He strengthened himself in the Lord. There's nobody else there to help him in that moment, although when we are, it's great. What do you think that meant? We're not told in the Bible. I believe, from the rest of the stuff that David wrote, all those songs and psalms, that he, he declared stuff over himself. He remembered stuff that he had written, maybe some of the lines of the songs that he'd written. He recalled experiences. He knew truths that had been passed on to him, his own encounters with God. And he was able to say things like, no, you're, you're my shepherd. You prepare a table for me, even in the presence of my enemies. You're my fortress. You're my stronghold. You're my strength and my song. And he was able to strengthen himself in that place. How good is that? How significant and important is that? Uh, some of you remember Steve uh, Hughes, member of this church for a long, long period of time. Steve unfortunately died about a few months ago, Steve and Chris, and through his long journey battling with cancer, they had this, this de declaration that they would keep on making daily. Big God, small cancer. Big God, small cancer. And it wasn't so much about, oh, we know that it's going to be healed. And in the end, he wasn't healed from cancer. And he died. He's with, he's with Jesus in glory now. But nonetheless, big God, small cancer was a declaration that they prayed over themselves and that they uttered uh, and, and the prayer circle around them day after day for, for many, many months. And, and he was, his diagnosis uh, actually led us to believe he would live shorter than he did, but he, he continued. It, but it was the framework through which they saw life, utterly inspiring, this declaration of truth. Big God, small cancer, it helped to frame their perspective. No, this is, cancer is not going to dominate. It is not going to have central place in my life and my existence day to day. And they live that out. If you know them, who I'm talking about, you know that spectacularly. Beautiful. What, what helped it? It was this perspective of, um, of truth, of standing on truth, this declaration. They do at least three things. Uh, already you can see, to, to declare, to make declarations like this, to, to speak these kinds of truths, they establish pathways of truth for our minds to go down. I was up on Cleve Hill um, yesterday, two days ago, something like that. And I realized that I was on the, one of those um, tracks, sheep tracks. I think we might even have a picture of it, Hudson. There's a, if you remember nothing else, remember this picture. Because sheep, when they're going from A to B, turns out they don't actually go randomly. They look for a particular path. They're quite intentional about it. And over the years, they, they follow the path, and they follow the path, and they follow the path, and they follow each other. And there's a track that's developed. And there's this sense of repetition of things happening over and over again that leads to pathways. The business of declaring truth, if this becomes a habit, part of your, your habitual way of relating to God, I'm speaking truth over myself, I'm remembering to speak truth over myself, things change. I spoke about a, a, um, a suddenly kind of experience two, two or three days ago when it, within a day, my whole mindset had changed. But often it's, it's just, it's a longer haul thing than that. As a pastor I know, who really wanted to know the love of God, as in really experience and know that he was loved. For months and months and months, every time he had a shower, he would say to, he would declare, you are loved, to himself, you are loved by the Father as much as the Father loves Jesus. Biblically true. It's not in the Bible, but it's a biblical statement. 
The Father loves you just as much as he loves Jesus. And he would say it over and over again, and it didn't land, and it didn't land, and it didn't land, and it didn't land, and then one day it did. And his whole kind of ministry and, and, and passion for, for the Lord and, and testimony so on has been fairly impacted in, in a significant way. Pathways, declarations, establish pathways that really matter. They also really encourage us, by the way. They encourage our hearts, declarations do, in the true sense of encourage, by the way. Encourage, I've, I've written it like that, just to remind us. We put a lot of things under the category of encouragement, nice things that we say to each other, right? If I were to say to Tim, um, Tim, you're a really good bloke, and, and I really like you, and you're gifted, and uh, you're a great communicator, and I like it when you lead because you're kind of bouncy, and you know, you, your sense of humor is rubbish, but hey, we'll forgive that. You know, I am doing what? Am I encouraging him? Actually, technically, no. I'm affirming him. I'm saying nice things about him, and he likes that, and he receives them, and we all need affirmation. We like that. We like affirmation. It matters. Love languages, if you know that stuff, one of mine is... Uh, words of affirmation. We need that. But encouragement is a little bit different. Encouragement is going, Tim, I don't know how you feel about uh, becoming a dad in a day or two's time. And it may be that's a fairly scary prospect. And you wonder whether you've got what it takes. I'm telling you, you have, because God has given you his strength uh, and given you wisdom. And he's been preparing you for this moment. And, and with Melissa too, you're going to be great parents because he, he, he's going to provide for you what you need, the wisdom that you need. Uh, and, and, and when it when you're tired, he's going to be your source of strength. What am I doing? His lungs are filling up, inflating, I'm hoping, guessing. Okay, it's on the spot, on the spot made up thing. But genuinely, it's different, isn't it? We're putting strength into somebody, putting courage into somebody. Do you know what that feels like? It's like the wind in your sails. You, you have a lift. Those declarations do that. Declaring the truth of God, who he is. I remind myself who he is, or I remind you who he is, or we remind each other who he is, or we speak out truth over the town that can't even hear us, but we're saying it anyway. The Lord reigns over this town. It might not look like it, but we're saying, God, you reign. So encourages, puts, puts uh, courage within us. In fact, uh, one, one more story from Macedonia. Macedonia is an utterly beautiful country, by the way. So when we do future trips, get on them, if you just like mountains and countryside. And, um, and all the trips will look a bit different, I'm sure. Anyway, 90-something uh, percent mountains, Kev? Right, huge, huge. I mean, you can't, you can't move for mountains. They're all over the place. Beautiful. But they surround a lot of the towns. And there was a moment, in fact, it came up a couple of times, I said it publicly in one meeting and privately in, in some others, uh, where I felt God was saying um, that it looks as though, it's that line from the song, it looks as though you're surrounded by problems. How does it go, that song? Uh, it, somebody help me. feels like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Because uh, actually, in, in, biblically, Psalm 121, Alice mentioned it earlier, where, where it says, I look up to the hills, where does my help come from? In those days, hills were bad things. They were places of danger. It's where the bandits and the robbers hung out. So to say I'm looking at the mountains was to go, oh my goodness, life is difficult. I'm surrounded by difficulties. Where does my help come from? My help comes from God. He's the helper. He's the maker of heaven and earth. Psalm 121, verse 1 and 2. And, and off the back of that, I ministered that truth. I was saying to them, you may feel like you're surrounded because the church is very small and very fragile and these new believers and there's a sense of fragility about the whole thing and it feels, you know, there aren't many pastors and leaders and that sort of thing. You may feel like you're surrounded by difficulty and challenge, but you're surrounded by God. God surrounds you. Your help 
comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. You could see people taking heart, taking courage and enabled to stand for the next bit of the journey. It encourages us. Last thing, I'll do this really briefly. It enables us to partner with God. Making declarations like this, uh, I believe, helps us to partner with the Holy Spirit. You might remember in, in Ezekiel in the Old Testament, there's this bit where, uh, where God says, would you, um, would, you, would you prophesy to the bones? Would you say, bones, bones live? And he speaks out. He's, he's required to speak out the word. He can't make, make bones come to life. But God tells him to speak out the word. And as he is obedient to that strange thing to do and speaks out this word, speaks life to the bones, he partners with the Holy Spirit, who's the, the author of life, and the bones come back to life. There's something about declaring. It's back to the, the speaking aloud thing. We can, we can speak it in our heads, and I'm not saying that's not effective. You know, I'm not making a big case for this. But there's something all through Scripture. There's a lot of declaring, which means saying aloud this stuff. And it's as, as we do so as an act of faith, it's like the, the, the wind of the Spirit gets hold of that truth and takes it and, and makes it land wherever it's landing. If it's talking to ourselves, we get, you know, we're the ones who benefit. If it's others, in fact, often, by the way, friends, it's what happens up here. If you haven't been around church uh, that long or this church that long, you might not have seen things happening up here. It's why we call people forward sometimes because it's biblical. Put a hand on a shoulder and God, God's love often is communicated through somebody else. It's just a kind of there's a bunch of things going on there. But one of the things when we're praying for somebody is to make declarations. Sure, we can do a whole bunch of other things, but have you got a word from God, a truth from God that you can then speak which puts courage into that person that's relevant to their, to their situation? I'm going to stop talking because that's what I want us to do right now. Um, but that, that's, you won't find that stuff in, in, in that particular thing in the book So because uh, we're not repeating up here the chapters that are in the book. But I just felt God drawing attention to this business of really simple, really straightforward. We do it every day, but let's pay attention to it. Put, so, so my challenge slash advice, encouragement is where would you, where, what declarations can you make? Even now, have you got something that you think, oh, yeah, actually, I could say that. Is there something on your fridge door? Is there something on your mirror? Is there something on your phone? Is there, are there three or four phrases that you could put in your journal? Please have a journal. Again, something I didn't do till I was about 35. Don't wait, make, make that mistake. Have a journal, notebook, write stuff in it. Have you got three or four phrases? My journal is now littered with things. And from, in any moment, there's three or four things. I need to speak this over my heart because I'm struggling in this area. I need to remind myself of this truth. or I'm going to speak it over a member of my family because they need, they need this. They need to know, God, that you're their, you're their shepherd or that you're their provider um, or whatever. It's not, Lord, please provide, by the way. It's, Lord, you are provider. So be good to that word in their life. There's a difference. Yeah, we need to be that confident church, don't we? That confident people filled with hope. It's his, his, it's his work. It's not our work. We don't summon it up. He puts it into us. But may we be those people who carry hope, who carry light, who carry the fire of God and who are confident in declaring and standing on truth. Let's stand together. Let's stand. And I believe that God has uh, already um, put some uh, ammunition into your heart, and I believe he's going to do more of that as the band come up and just lead us. We might find ourselves moving into to more sung worship. It would be a lovely thing to do. These are, many of them are just sung declarations, aren't they? And it may be that a line will come out to you, and you go, actually, I need that line. I'm not just going to leave that for 8 o'clock on a Sunday evening. I'm going to take that one and I'm going to write it down. I'm going to repeat that on a, on a Monday morning and a, and a Tuesday morning and a Thursday afternoon. Maybe that's for you. So Holy Spirit, we, we thank you that you're uh, 
always about encouraging your people. And in fact, thank you that uh, ultimately the best encouragement always comes from you. Thank you that you, you see us, you know us, Father. You know where our, our needs are, our fears, our concerns. You know where we feel that we're stumbling in darkness and where we might be a bit nearer the light. And just like people gathering around a bonfire, Lord, we thank you for this invitation to gather around your presence, not around our problems or our circumstances, but to gather around you. And Father, thank you for warming us by the light of your presence. Thank you for uh, illuminating things. Thank you for strengthening us. Thank you for our togetherness, that we get to do this together, not just as a bunch of individuals. Thank you for family. But God, we say we want more. We say we don't want to be satisfied with the little that we know. We, we say more, more of you. We say more of you. Make that, even, make that your prayer, if that's you. More of you. May well be in this place you haven't even begun a, a journey with Jesus in any personal way yet. You, you wouldn't say you've kind of opened your, your life to his authority. Um, you haven't stepped over the bridge, if you like, uh, and made your peace with God in that way. That's okay. You feel no pressure. I'm so glad that you're here. Um, Alpha might be a great place, by the way, for you to take questions and wrestlings. Um, you'd be very, very welcome. Holy Spirit, would you come? Please come. Come, come. Fill us, Lord. Fill us. It's a good moment to close your eyes so you're not too distracted by other people. If you want to get serious with God. We're just going to wait for a bit. I'm going to invite uh, folks forward for prayer tonight, but um, that's not to say you can't be ministered to where you're at. Just be a little bit sensitive about the whole kind of how close we are to each other and mask and that sort of business, but take responsibility for yourself in that way. receiving, not, not so much speaking to God, just allow him to make himself present to you. Lord, would you reinforce things you've been saying? I want to say, if you, if you know already that you, you just like to be prayed for, you may know why, you may not know why and you certainly don't need to explain it there's never a pressure to explain anything if you just know that you'd love somebody to pray with you and for you then uh, just make your way forward spread out as much as we can just come forward please just come I'm going to say one or two things which may apply to you if they do I want to believe it's the Lord speaking he always speaks from a place of love never ever condemnation there is no condemnation here Shame be gone in Jesus' name. Guilt be gone in Jesus' name. Just for our encouragement. And if you think you have got something f f which is for sharing in this group and you're, you're a member of this church, just come out of a quiet word with me. We're in no rush at all. Can't tell you how many lives have been transformed in these moments over the years. So 
Lord. Come, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that you're powerful. 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 Be powerful. Again, if you're a committed member of the church, relatively used to doing this kind of thing, I'd love you to come and just, uh, if you feel able to, to come and pray with those who come forward. But if you have come forward, you just engage with God. Somebody will come. You don't get started. So uh, I'm believing that um, God wants to give specifically the gift of encouragement to some people tonight. The Bible talks about all kinds of gifts, and we're all called to encourage each other. But there are gifts of encouragement, a particular thing he gives to people. That's a gift that you think you have or you'd really like. The Bible also says, ask for gifts, eagerly desire gifts. So who wants the gift of encouragement? Who wants, would want to ask the Holy Spirit for that today? Why don't you come and we'll pray for you? You want to receive the gift of encouragement or grow in your gift of encouragement, your ability to speak, your giftedness to speak God's words, God's courage into people. Just come, just come. Beautiful gift to have. I don't particularly have it, but my wife does to an amazing degree. So strengthening. Come, Lord, more of you, Jesus, more of you, more of your light, Lord, more of your light, more of your fire. More of your fire, more of your fire, Lord. It's a season for fire. More of your fire, God. More of your fire in our hearts. Pray that we'd really burn for you, Lord. Great to have a few more of the family just to come and pray, if that's all right, please. Compassion, sense the word compassion. I think that could be, uh, maybe wrong, always maybe wrong, but it could be that uh, that's for somebody who, who would, would have been, would have, you would have described yourself as very compassionate, but it feels like the edge has gone off your compassion. We sometimes talk about compassion fatigue something you just want God to restore that sensitivity that heart for others it carries pain too to engage with the pain of others but if that's you just come just come we'd love to pray into that for you compassion just come just come you can come and pray that'd be great if you have already come you might need to move around a little bit tonight the beautiful people behind me are going to sing uh, over us and as ever put permission to do what seems right to you maybe that you just want to be 
sat quietly, maybe that you want to stand and worship and engage, maybe that you want to come forward to pray or be prayed for. The Lord is here. Feel no pressure to rush away when you when you uh, want to go. Feel free. Don't wait for a word from me. Go with blessing. Have a great week. There may be one or two things though to keep feeding in, so don't be in a hurry. <laughs>